Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily with Trainer Mitch. And today we are going to be focusing on one little section of the Bible. And we are in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, all the way to 25. And the reason why I want to focus on this is because there's just a lot going on in here. And it took me a little bit to kind of uh, dive into it and figure it out. Um, I had to look up some stuff and read some stuff about it because uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of like parabolic type of word play and um, imagery, symbolism involved in what Jesus is saying because this, this is what Jesus is saying here. So the section is titled Coming Persecutions. So if you remember from a couple episodes ago, we finished up in Matthew where uh, Jesus was giving the disciples their mission and sending them out into the world, into the cities. So he's now he's giving them like a warning. And right off the beginning it says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Okay, so first verse, lots of stuff going on already. So, what's a sheep? A sheep is symbolically harmless and very innocent and um, very indefensible, right? It can't really defend itself. So it's kind of like, you know, exposed to uh, weakness. And a wolf is obviously going to prey on that sheep. So there needs to be a protector of the sheep. And, you know, that protector is Jesus, right? But another thing about this here is uh, before... Jesus is, I guess, sheep would be referred to as like a lost soul, lost person. And then the wolves would have been referred to as like a Gentile, right? And a a Gentile is somebody who like goes against God and uh, biblical things, um, worships other gods and idols and money and treasures and stuff like that so they're more worldly okay so they have a lot of worldly possessions so that's a gentile and that's kind of what is referred to as a wolf here but now now it's kind of Jesus is turning the tables and he's calling his followers sheep so he is the shepherd of his followers is the disciples right now and the multitude of people that follow him around and the wolves are now the quote unquote Jews of the day of that day and time right that's going to be the Pharisees the Sadducees the people that were kind of you know royal blood or in charge of um, holy things right they were very lawful They followed the law of Moses to a T to a point of not even 
um, worshiping God. Like, they followed it so much that they were worshiping the law and not God. So, that's kind of how he's turning the tables here and referencing the sheep and the wolves. Okay? Because you'll kind of figure that out later on down the road here. But then it goes on to say, Beware, but beware of men, for they will do. Oh, I forgot about the serpents and the, and the doves. So the serpents, right? So there's a word, the word in here that was used originally um, begins with a P, I can't pronounce it, but um, that's a, it means snake. And it's also referred to, same word was used in Genesis whenever there was the snake giving the knowledge of good and evil, right? Or, you know, talking about that, not giving it, but uh, you know what I mean. So, he has to be wise to know right from wrong, innocent and wicked, good and evil. You say you have to know those things and be harmless as doves. So not to provoke people, to be there without it like because doves again right so now we got animals right as um, symbolism here what do these animals represent right um, a dove is also is referred to throughout the whole Bible as like the Holy Spirit um, the dove is there whenever Jesus gets baptized as a dove and it's very it's like a harmless thing it's a delicate there's um, and an, an innocence innocence attached to it so that's important and the the not the not provoking people is very important so the disciples are to go out and preach a message of the gospel in a way that doesn't provoke people to anger and provoke them to um, to not like it, to be <clears throat> disassociated from it. They're supposed to represent it in a way that would be um, pro- uh, not provoking, but uh, attractive. Right? So they want it to be attractive. And that's the, that's the goal here with this message. But there's a lot going on already. See how uh, see how scripture can be so much fun. So now that we covered just the first verse, we'll move on to the rest of the passage here. And let's see where we're at. It says 17. So be but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles right so there's that reference to the Gentiles and them sorry that's my seatbelt if you can hear that uh, so see how that is significance between the, the wolves and the sheep so uh, pretty pretty deep stuff there so there's definitely an issue with getting brought before a council, right? We don't that doesn't doesn't really sound good. So that's why Jesus is warning them and um, they're going to have to give a testimony 
for what they're saying and doing, preaching the gospel, to these high priests and the people that claim to be righteous and holy and referring to them as the Gentiles. Because the Gentiles are going to be going against them as well, obviously, because they're not going to want to accept this new belief in this person named Jesus Christ. Continuing on, but when they deliver you up, take no thought or how what you shall speak. I think this is really cool. For it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Right? So that is some Holy Spirit work where is he where the Holy Spirit is inter intercession is creating intercession within your mind and working your spirit so that you will speak through God. God is going to speak through you, right? That's some pretty cool stuff. So don't worry about what you're going to have to say or, you know, giving your your uh, your final testimony uh, in the courts. God will give you the language. God will give you the speech. Don't worry about it. Just walk up there, have faith in God, and boom. It'll be good. So that's pretty cool. I always I like that part. Um, just some some cool like spiritual things working. Um, I always like that type of stuff. Uh, and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. So what is going on there? Uh, this is the part where I was like super confused didn't really know what was saying so I had to look into it and dig a little bit deeper so back in those times your family had a, a very strong hold on you and what you did right so your family had a big say in your life your father picked your wife picked your husband um, you know everybody did the same thing you believed the same thing so whenever you whenever you would be accepting a new doctrine which would be being saved by grace through the blood of Jesus Christ, that's going to create an uprising, a, a dispute in the family, a separation, a division, which we'll get into later on in the book of Matthew, what Jesus says about division. So Jesus is saying like families are going to get torn apart and they're going to uh, deliver up their own brother to the courts and their own fathers and their children's and the children are going to rise up against their parents and blah 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 um, so this is a very powerful message that some people are going to take it and their lives are going to be risked that's why I have such a hard time whenever people don't identify as a Christian because these people in the book died because they identified as a Christian, because they accepted the Christian way of life. So, I will always claim to be a Christian because I don't want to take for granted the lives that were taken and the lives that were destroyed because of spreading the gospel. So, uh, just a little tangent there. And moving on to 22. So, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. 
but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. So saved as in what? Eternal life, saved in the moment, saved in that time. You know, what's going on there? But when they persecute you in this city, flee into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. So what is he saying there? Is that like the end of the end, the final judgment day? Or is that the end of the age or whenever he comes back, you know, from uh, the resurrection, right? So there's a little bit of uh, interesting thoughts there of like the timing of what Jesus is talking about here. And what does it mean? Like, what's he mean when he says saved and when? So when are we being saved? Uh, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he, that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? So that last part there, um, honestly have no clue what that is. I didn't look into that, and if I did read it, I forgot about what it was. But we covered a lot in that passage, so I hope I left you with some good um, gold nuggets to dig into a little bit deeper, maybe some things that you didn't know or you, that you didn't think about before. So, um, just another little thing about the Bible. It's amazing. It's a living word. It uh, constantly comes alive when you read it. So, don't take my word for uh, granted. Read it yourself. Dive in deep and uh, do the research, right? It's fun. I mean, I, I, I just went through this one passage and how deep it was. Right? There's so much in here. There's all just, just a few verses, right? How many verses is this? Nine? Nine verses? And talked about it for almost 20 minutes. So there's so much to cover in the Bible. There's so many things. It's, a, it's an encrypted text, and you have to read it with your spiritual cap on. If you're reading it with your modern-day worldview, you're not going to get it. You're going to get the basics, right? You're going to get the basics of how to be a good person and all that. But you're not going to get that deep-rooted spiritual fire connection, right? Having your heart on fire, like I talked about last episode. You're not going to get that heart on fire unless you have your spiritual cap on and you're looking into the spiritual realm whenever you're reading the Bible. Okay? So, that being said... I will uh, I'll let you go, and thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.